the thing is, these people, they don't even realize what they're using. Like, so many thing, things that they use, they don't even realize that it's from Israel. You can't boycott Israel. You, you No, you can boycott Israel. It just means you're kind of left with uh, not much tech, not much food, not much anything. Yeah. No shawarma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Within Zionism. Here with Ozzy Fine and Moshe Schwartzberg. Today we have a special guest, COO of the Israeli Lacrosse League, David Lasday. How are you, David? Great. Great to be here. Thank you for joining us. So let's start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. It's always fun to talk about yourself. <laughs> um, I, so I've been with Israel Lacrosse now for, for about eight years. Um, before that, I made I moved to Israel about 12 years ago. Originally, to coach basketball for a nonprofit called Peace Players International, that uses the game of basketball to bring people in conflict regions together. So here it was Arab and Jews. Um, it also works in Northern Ireland with Protestants and Catholics, and South Africa and Cyprus. Um, and so I did that for about three years, and that kind of gave me the skills to do community building and bringing people together through sports and sports-based youth development. Um, and we took a lot of what I learned there and, and used that as the model for Israel lacrosse. And so lacrosse has been in Israel for about, uh, I guess we did a, the first clinic in Tel Aviv in, in 10 years ago. Uh, but really uh, in 2013 was when the, the most significant things happened with, with more players making Aliyah um, and coming over here to grow the game and play on the national team um, and to develop the next generation of Sabra lacrosse players. Um, so it's been a wild ride. Uh, we've grown very quickly. Um, in 2018, we hosted the World Lacrosse Championship, which was crazy. It was supposed to be in England, but it got transferred to us within a year, a year out of the event. Um, it was 46 countries and thousands of people came to Israel. It was on ESPN, 175 games. It was really incredible. And then the next summer, we hosted the Women's European Championship, which was another 16 countries and 500 women's players. Um, and so we've, we've had a very exciting few summers, and now we've kind of pivoted to this next program, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit more, our Israel Lacrosse Gap Year program for college lacrosse players in North America. How big is lacrosse in the world, like compared to other sports? So there's really like five countries that are dominant in it, uh, USA, Canada, England, Australia, um, the Iroquois uh, play as their own nation. Um, those are really like the top countries in the world. And then... Um, it's now, it's one of the fastest growing sports in North America. Um, and it's really like when we started, there was only 38 countries playing lacrosse and now growing, there's something between. Is that next to curling? Um, <laughs> it, it's really the, the, I think it's, you know, it's one of the fastest growing country sports out there. Um, just this week, uh, we had another vote on another, recognizing another country. Um, so every week it feels like I'm getting another email, um, recognizing another country. Uh, and then we're doing our part, too, as Israel across to help develop our neighboring uh, nations, which is exciting as well. So it's really cool to be a part of like a sport that's on this upswing. Um, it, it's an, a really an ancient sport. Um, it was played by the Native Americans thousands of years ago um, as a war game. Um, and really, the game itself is known is known to them and, and to the world as a medicine game. Um, and they created it. Um, it's a way of bringing people together. And there's a great story that they tell. Um, about how the sticks are spoons, and it's it's really kind of very similar to the Jewish this Jewish story that I know about, like feeding each other and everybody being able to eat from the same plate. Um, so it's really got a, an amazing history, but then like this really it's a really exciting time to be part of it because it's growing so quickly. Uh, with eyes on the 2028 uh, 
Olympics in Los Angeles. So I didn't know what lacrosse was until rather recently. So can you give us like two lines for our listeners for what lacrosse is in case they don't know what it is? Sure. So I didn't play lacrosse growing up. I was a basketball guy. Uh, but there's a lot of similarities between basketball and also uh, soccer and football. With, basketball? Uh, with lacrosse. Uh, the point of the game is to score goals. The goal is, is two meters by two meters. And it's played on a football field. Uh, it's 10 on 10 on the pitch. Um, you, you know, you have positions, you have a goalie, three defenders, three midfielders that can run up and down the whole field and three uh, uh, offensive players. Um, and the offense and defense stay on their own sides. Um, it's played with this small rubber ball and sticks with pockets at the end. Uh, but the, the, the higher up like offense and defense is very similar to basketball and, and soccer. So you could bring in a high level basketball coach and they would understand how to like coach the, you know, um, zone defense or the motion offense. Um, and, and some, even some of the basic dodges and ways of, of, of uh, maneuvering the ball around are, are very similar to, to basketball. In lacrosse, are you allowed to go behind the goal? Like to score a goal, are you allowed to go like behind the goal line and then like around yeah, the score? Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's a really exciting part. Okay, so in hockey, I'm a huge hockey fan. So there's this guy, uh, forgot who it was, um, a name I it's hard to sure. pronounce in hockey as always. Um, but he he had this goal where like he went around the goal and then like lifted the puck on his stick and like got like top corner. I, I think I think I've seen the highlight because like they from behind, like, like they call yeah, it the lacrosse goal. Yeah, and they keep playing goal. that on the, the NHL network. I think this highlight. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like the coolest thing we ever. There. The lacrosse um, people love. So yeah, I was wondering if that's actually allowed in lacrosse. <laughs> they love hearing that highlight. I got very excited. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's a cool part of the offense too. And there, there's another thing that where the ball goes out of bounds after a shot, it, it goes to the closest of um, closest player, so the offensive player can stay on offense. It also just like there's the substitutions are on the fly. It's called the fastest game on two feet um and similar with like inbounds so like a player just takes the ball down it's faster than hockey uh yeah similar to hockey hockey subs very similar faster or like um it's on feet it's not on skates yeah ice, right so yeah, there's an argument there to be made is it on skates is it on feet you know you're you're talking to a hockey fan so yeah, yeah. it's gonna be an argument <laughs> but there's also so there's box lacrosse <laughs> which is much more similar to hockey and it's played in the hockey rink uh, with synthetic uh, synthetic flooring or, field or gym flooring. Um, and that's actually faster. That's almost the faster game. And and there's a whole movement actually to, with our, our eyes on the Olympics, is to make the game faster and to make them make the field smaller uh, so we can have more goals. But there's really, there's so much action, so many goals. At the end of a game, usually it's like 10 to 13. So really, it's really exciting. How's Israel's team compared to the... To America and Canada and all the bigger countries. Yeah, so we've been able to build a, a relatively competitive team very quickly. We, uh, with with the guys that have made Aliyah here, and then the guys that they've coached up very quickly because our, our our Sabra have gotten the best coaching in the world with all these guys that have committed to come here and make Aliyah. Um, we're seventh in the world. Our women are sixth in the world, and then both of our women and our men's national teams are second in Europe. Wow, seventh out of how many? Or six out of how many? Yeah, so now it's upwards of between 60 and 70 countries playing lacrosse. Oh, so that's yeah. really good. Uh, yeah. That's, that's really cool. Have you made Aliyah? You sound like 12 years know. ago. Yeah. Right, okay. uh, so It took me a little right. while. Um, so it took me a little while to make Aliyah. I originally moved here in my early 20s. Um, and then, from uh, where? From uh, Washington, D.C. I went to University of Maryland. 
uh, but really grew up in the Midwest, um, all over the Midwest. Um, and then I didn't make Aliyah for a time because I was I was coaching in uh, places in the in the West Bank that uh, you couldn't be in as an Israeli um, for Peace Players International. And then like afterwards, I was still not sure if I was if I was I was living on the bridge between both countries. And I really didn't make Aliyah until I got married right before I got married in 2015. So you got married and then immediately yeah. made Aliyah. Or no, I made Aliyah and then I immediately got married. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun story. Cool. All right, tell us about this uh, Peace Players International. It's not what you do anymore, but you have background in it. I looked it up. Yeah. It looks really cool. I love it. It's the an amazing it. program. It really, I mean, it gave us a foundation of how we operate from top to bottom with Israel across, just how our program directors go into a community um, and create community using sport. Because um, sport, you know, becomes the language. So when you bring people together that don't necessarily speak the language, same languages um, and or even fear of fear of one another, um, sport helps overcome that. It's uh, Plato says this is a quote I use all the time, but he says you can learn more about someone in an hour of play than a year of conversation, and I totally find that to be true. I mean, even when I just go outside and play pickup basketball in the park, I'm going to make friends quicker playing together. Like in a game like that, would you know, yeah. It brings out the personality yeah, it brings of the person like in like a different in a, in a very different way. It's like. I play hockey, so it's interesting what you were saying about like language. Also, like I play with Americans, Canadians, French, Russian, like all these different languages. But like when we play, it's all the same language on the court, you know? Yeah, it's get out of my way so I can take the ball instead of you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it even works like when you're playing against each other. Um, obviously, with peace players, we encourage we we create mixed teams. Um, but it's, it's amazing power of sport to connect and to create an amazing narrative. And really just, then there's all the normal things you get out of playing a sport, all the leadership skills and the communication skills and the goal setting and all the different life skills. Uh, so it was win-wins all around the board there. Um, and it really excited a lot of people too, which is, I think, exciting and inspired people to see like, this is something that, um, that can bring people together. And, and there's this, there's a ground for us to coexist. A lot of I don't think a lot of people understand like how inspiring sports can be. Like you could really take it and like learn a lot from it. Like people just look at sports as like, all right, so you're bouncing a ball, you shoot it into a hoop, you know, you have fun, you exercise, it's a workout, it's this, it's that. People don't understand how, like it could really be something like just really yeah, inspiring. It's, a, it's, it's all, all the narratives that come from it. Every game is a different narrative, every practice is a different narrative. Um, really exciting stories. Yeah. So what would you say you got out of coaching the Peace Players International? Um, really, I mean... If, On like a personal yeah, I level. Mean, for, for one, as being as a Jewish American making Aliyah, like I had, you know, I'd been to Israel a bunch of times on, on teen tours, my parents led trips and and all kinds of things. And I there were places I had never been to. And, and I actually myself had a fear of like Arabs. Um, so like going into these neighborhoods um, in East Jerusalem and in, in the West Bank and and that the sport allowed me to see people as people itself um and really you know like a play a kid is a player and a coach and a coach and like be able to connect on that level was huge for for me personally um and then it was just all the skills um that i gained from it just being able to build relationships and maintain them and and utilize that to create connections between other people um so really it was insanely impactful and then the people i worked with during that time were are some of my best friends to today, um, which is great. 
That's amazing. That's really cool. Okay, uh, let's just get it right into it. How would you define Zionism? Zionism is this uh, love of... Wait, wait, hold on. I love when we do that. I love just putting people on the spot. You know, we used to ask, like, in the beginning of the episode, <laughs> but now it's just, like, bam, mid-episode, define Zionism, and we get all these crazy yeah, answers. Yeah, is it a loaded it. question? It's an easy question to answer. It's a hard question to answer. It's a personal oh, question. Oh, I think today, I feel like... I think, actually, on, on what day you ask me, it, it might be a different feeling, you know? Because um, whether I link it to my experience at the post office just now... Or if I linked it to when I was growing up and like uh, learning Hebrew songs and, and, and you know, I did Ghana in, in Jerusalem. Um, so I've had different loves and experiences of Israel. I think it's this love of Israel, but it's also, it includes Jewish peoplehood. I think that's very important. Uh, and I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people understand that, but they wouldn't say that off the bat for Zionism. But it's just incredible here, like, you know, even being here 12 years and just how a local Israeli maybe wasn't here that much longer than me, um, just as how welcoming they are to the, for, to the country. Um, I, so I think it's 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 a love of Israel, it's a love of the Jewish people, and it's a love of community. Nice. If you were going to mention the post office, and I'm assuming it's not as good of a side. No, so I was thinking that, Moshe, hold on. I was thinking that, and it could work both ways, and I'm curious what the story is. Because I've been to the post office and then there's like those crazy Israelis. And yeah, at first my mind did go to it's probably some crazy story. Probably, you know, not the best story. We probably don't want to hear it. But you know what? There's times where I go to the post office and there's amazing people there. And you could, you know, like we've said, like only in Israel, you know, in, in a good way. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious. This, this uh, rugby Israel thing is, it's, you know, and, and um, I think it's, you got to, you've, it's all your how you wake up in the morning <laughs> too, how you deal with it then. But if you have the... <laughs> Wait, so what is the story? Actually, you know what, you know, it wasn't the, the post office wasn't the, the hard part. The banking, I was trying to do bank, do banking calls while at the post office and the bank, I was just being, I was being <laughs> switched from person to person. And they're more than the customers. They were a little bit more hostile than, than, than you would expect for, for customer service, <laughs> as you guys probably know. Um, and so they were just pushing me from person to person. Yeah, I have to go to the post office in an hour. <laughs> yeah. <Can't wait. laughs> and so like, I got a little Israeli at the post office, which, which which I define as, you know, I missed my number in line and I kind of like skipped somebody else. So I was able to like that, I use that as my, in my favor. But and what was the reaction? Was, of the they were actually um, they, they were actually pretty. I, w- I was able to do it a little quietly enough that they, they weren't. It wasn't a natural. Yeah, they didn't notice what you expect. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> nice okay wow <laughs> that's funny so now you, you're you the COO not the CEO I'm pretty sure that's what you said Ozzy yeah. the COO yeah. of the Israeli lacrosse league you're also you're also the one who actually brought lacrosse to Israel right there was no lacrosse yeah it was, it was actually the brain it was actually the vision of our executive director our CEO I guess um, Scott Neese um he came here on birthright um and he saw there wasn't lacrosse here and he, he's been working in lacrosse since he was 15 or 16 never played lacrosse not really um what you would say as an athlete but with uh, a keen business mind and a mer- amazing sports marketing mind and then passion for the game of of lacrosse huge community builder um makes a lot of sacrifices in order to bring people together um and, and really offer opportunities to 
people that would, you know, wouldn't as you wouldn't necessarily think the first time to give them the, that opportunity. I mean, I've learned an amazing amount working with him. He's also frustrated the hell out of me. He's this guy that goes for these home run swings, like hosting the world championship in a year and, and uh, built, he built the first lacrosse field outside of North America in, in Oshkelon and kind of like really a lot of this stuff is um, like putting the cart before the horse. Like this guy. So uh, he's a big risk taker. Um, so we've learned a lot working together. Uh, so he has an Israeli mindset. He's got this Israeli mindset, doesn't speak a lick of Hebrew. <laughs> But we go into these meetings in Hebrew, and and um, he's be able he's able to read the room better than I am, just because he reads people's mannerisms and everything. Um, or maybe he speaks Hebrew and he's just hiding it from me. I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, Moshe likes this guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's amazing. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, so it was really his vision, and then like the support we he was able to recruit a very passionate board uh, very quickly um, in the states. Um, and uh, one of our, our, our biggest supporters and our coach for, of the national team for a while, Bill Barroza, uh, was a USA uh, Hall of Famer. Um, and he's just been an incredible support of our, our program from the very beginning. Um, he's Jewish? Jewish. Um, we, we were able to recruit like this board of amazing Jewish lacrosse players uh, that played for USA back in the day. Um, defenders. He's How'd a, you get that done? Uh, Scott. Scott was able to really kind of find this network. I mean, he had the network of lacrosse and lacrosse is this close knit community. That's very passionate about growing the sport. Uh, but then be able to identify, kind of like Israel. identify these, these Jewish players, which we continue to do. Um, Cause we actually have like a, a, a birthright lacrosse every summer for Jewish college lacrosse players. Um, and we have a high school service trip that comes every December, about 40 kids from Jewish kids from North America. Um, and we're able to identify them through our network of coaches and supporters. And then even kind of like on Instagram and just kind of like uh, direct messaging Jewish names that, that like lacrosse stuff. Um, and there's just this huge community. Of, and then of it just lacrosse. grows from there. Yeah. That's really cool. So you have uh, with the lacrosse thing, you have a uh, gap year program. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we're very excited about that. Um, it's something we, we've only been able to really, really get college athletes while they're still in college we've only been able to get them out here over the summers so usually we've partnered with Masa over the last five years not this past summer but uh the last four or five before that and they've come over for two months and they've played as different they put them in different cities and clubhouses all living together like 15 people in, like, in an apartment um just for for two months and they would play as their cities in the lacrosse league alongside their israeli peers so we were able to have one of the most competitive lacrosse leagues outside of North America, um, televise it and all kinds of stuff. And then they would coach kids during the day. Um, so now we've really been able to expand on that program um, with what's happening in the States with COVID and, and college lacrosse kind of being put on hold for a little while. Uh, we've been able to recruit um, 22 uh, Jewish college lacrosse players that play at a very high level. Uh, we're very excited to get them into the, onto the field. They just got here October 1st, so they're still quarantining. Uh, but during quarantine, they're uh, they're learning Hebrew. They're um, they're doing all kinds of team building oh, nice. exercises, a lot of Zoom workouts with our kids throughout Israel, which is cool. Um, which is very interesting with the whole COVID thing is how we've been able to use Zoom to bring our our, our Israeli players together with our American players, um, despite the distance. And so now having these guys here, we're going to have put them out in the field coaching kids as soon as we can. Um, they'll be practicing every morning and training at our 
uh, national training facility in Ashkelon. Um, and then in December, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to start doing some competition. Yeah, so it was not easy to get them into the country. Uh, Masa has done an amazing job of being able to procure visas for all these people that want to come here on gap year programs. Um, so, you know, they've been an amazing partner. Um, and they, they actually give you a structure for how your long-term Israel program should play out, how many hours of Hebrew, how many hours of service, how many hours of, of Zionism and Jewish history. Nice. Um, so they've been an amazing partner in this whole thing. Well, I know an amazing podcast that can help them with the Zionism and Jewish history. Part. I know of one too. You should check yeah. it out. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe it's the same one. Yeah. I think we should connect them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally. Get, get the get so how do you, on this podcast. All right. So, so the podcast aside, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pre-podcast, how do you connect Zionism into the world of lacrosse? Yeah, it's been, it's been wild. Um, I think it's been crazy to see how people have made Aliyah to Israel. We've, we've got these Jewish players making Aliyah before they've ever been to Israel. Um, so they don't know that they're, they don't have this uh, feeling of Zionism yet, but then they get here um, and they're very, they're, one, they're very excited to wear the Jewish star on their chest and represent Israel. Uh, but then once they get into the field and they're connecting with our community on the ground and um, coaching kids and, and experiencing the Jewish holidays together and getting invited to bar mitzvahs and weddings um, and very quickly um, becoming using this people to people connection, um, building community, um, they learn they learn about their Zionism um, and and then we're able to kind of transfer that too to people that aren't here for like long term programs we've you know people that come here on the service trip high school service trip in december they get to travel the country and see all the jewish sites and the historical sites uh, a lot of times it coincides with hanukkah so we get to celebrate as a community together uh, which is always very strong nice um that's always fun and then it's like utilizing symbols too uh we use utilize a lot of uh uh jewish um, and, and Israeli symbols on our logos and, and so like falafel and shawarma. Sure, yeah, you know we got our dietary, uh, <laughs> our, our athletic, our athletic uh, dietary uh, things. But actually, you know, what's really cool is um, we've been able to, you know, there's 57 sports that are recognized in Israel by the Ministry of Sport. Obviously, there's more hundreds more that aren't. You know, field hockey's not on that list, and field hockey's one of the top five sports in the world. Um, so uh, we've been able to really connect with these other sports. Um, and they've been able to hear from these other Israeli athletes, some that have made Aliyah, like Nili Block, who's this uh, amazing kickboxing world champion um, they heard from this week, uh, to others that are Sabra that, you know, um, that have grown up and playing and training in Israel. So, so really be able to use sports to connect them to the country. That's amazing. That's, wow. It's such a cool program. Like, again, like we, we were saying before about, like, the inspiration from sports and like use that to like get through like sports through Zionism. We had an episode about that actually, you know, the sports rabbi, yeah, Josh Halleck. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. So we had an episode with him and like, it's really cool the way you, know, you it was put funny the together. Yeah. Back before we had him before that, me and Ozzy were talking, we're like, how exactly is sports Zionism? Where is that? Now this is already our second episode connecting sports and Zionism. It's really crazy to have like, went from where does this even come from to we're not having more multiple people yeah, I think but yeah it's true like, if you want to connect through like to something through something i think sports is the best way to go yeah it... and then next to that our podcast <laughs> <laughs> well i think it all goes to storytelling and then in, in the podcast is the story be able to be able to tell the story 
Um, and, and the sports rabbi is, is excellent at, he, I think he's one of the first, like, uh, there, there are a few different Anglos that are telling the, the story, uh, Israel sports stories. Uh, but he's really kind of done it on the, on some of the most professional level, uh, whether it be his articles in the J post to like, he's got, uh, you know, professional programming for people that come here, um, and visit Israel and want to experience sports. And, and he serves as that bridge, which really didn't exist, you know. Uh, 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Um, you know, there was all these Israeli sports happening. Everybody, you know, people knew about Tal Brody. Um, you knew about basketball, but you didn't know, you weren't connecting to like, there's, a, you know, amazing different athletes and a lot of amazing Israeli athletes. We have a lot more champions than anyone, anyone really. Uh, but really, uh, there's a lot of Israeli champions in a lot of different sports. And Israel's a young country, you know, it's only growing. So like in the future, there could be so many more. Yeah. And really, with like all Israel pride, there's a lot of actually a lot of with all the opportunity with all like our successes, uh, there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, you know, we we have we we, we struggle with um, having um, places to play. There's not a lot of places to play, um, so that you know the Ministry of Sport is investing in that. So they're just invested a big amount of money into redoing uh, the Wingate Institute, which are our, our national sports center oh, cool. um, and building a ton of new fields in Israel. So there's a lot more places, more courts, more fields, more gyms for people to play and, and practice. Israel's also small. So That's it's cool. like hard to find, you know, it's also a lot of Hills, so like finding like flat, you know, fields and outdoor areas. It's hard. Yeah. Land is a, it's a, well, it's a, it's a, it's a I think, I think it'd be cool to like build like some kind of center. That's just like field on field on field and just build up. Uh, like a bunk bed of fields yeah a bunk bed of fields <laughs> we're all about bunk beds with Israel across that's a very futuristic idea yeah <laughs> well Ozzy did you hear in Beit Shemesh they just started building a baseball field or multiple oh, yeah so I had a cool. meeting a while back with the deputy mayor I was trying to get a hockey rink built in uh, Beit Shemesh I was going for not ice hockey just like a roller rink yeah uh, I figured ice hockey yeah too ice much. hockey and Beit Shemesh that uh, won't but yeah work. he was he loved the idea like we had this whole thing we spoke for a while it was, he was very into it but uh no nah, it's uh, hockey's not that big in Israel yet not yet I think I think hockey could just give us similar to what we're doing because uh, there's a ton of Jewish hockey players yeah it really kind of the, the Russian the Russian influence is a little stronger than the North American influence right now in the association, but um, there's a lot of opportunity. It's growing. The, the Israeli national team just made it to the Olympics. They were supposed to play. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's, uh, I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so mean the, the baseball team? Yeah. The hockey team. The hockey team is supposed to make it be in the Olympics? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So I don't know when that's going to be, but... Uh, I think they're also. Is there any? Are there any women's hockey teams that you know of in Israel? I don't know if they go pro, but I know that there is a lot of. There's some playing, some like, games. Yeah, there's a lot of play and yeah. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of Jewish uh, women's uh, hockey players that can be connected to Israel through the, through the game. That could be cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think we could be pretty good at that pretty quickly. Um, it's, and it'd be great. Also, that's, Israel's that's... good at like taking something small and just making it just, big oh, in yeah. like no time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the second we got the country, you know, seventy plus years ago, we got ways and just we got all these things like blown up right away. Yeah, <laughs> in no time, very quickly. Yeah, I, I love it on that. And the things that like we've invented, 
Like, whenever someone is like, oh, yeah, we invented ways, discunky, and cherry tomatoes. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and then, um, yeah. Big and small, big and yeah. small. Yeah, and, and sports tech yeah, is actually sure. really taking off, too. There's a lot of great sports tech uh, happening. Like what? Um, there's a lot of stuff around um, automated broadcasting. Uh, so there's like two or three Israeli or uh, startups that have to do with like just like the camera being able to follow the action and you be able to produce um, and stream games without having all the different cameras. That's cool. Called Live View is one of them. Pixelot is one of them. And then there's a lot of different ones about like tracking and being able to like they, they put something in the shoe of uh, either shoe or, or wristbands and it. Yeah, it's it's very big in hockey now. They're really improving the the game of hockey and how you watch it. Uh, so I'm curious if they're working with any Israeli companies through that. Yeah, and I think what's cool is is we haven't been able, we haven't done a good enough job at it, but a lot of these people are like using looking for sports to use as guinea pigs and or we kind of be like experimental one, and so you get like free. It really suck for all the BDS supporters <laughs> and anyone who wants to boycott Israel. <laughs> yeah, he was not going to be winning. <laughs> they, they just have, they, the thing is, these people they don't even realize what they're using. Like so many things things that they use, they don't even realize that. It's from Israel. You can't boycott Israel. Yeah. You you know you can boycott Israel. It just means you're kind of left with the uh, not much tech, not much food, not much anything. Yeah. No shawarma. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Is there any message you would want to what send through the through sports through through anything that you do? Um, we just uh, we're just we're always looking for more Jewish lacrosse players in North America, but then we're always. I'm also excited anyone in Israel to be to bring lacrosse to more communities. You know, like we're established in, in 10 communities uh, from from the south, from Beersheba to Netanya. Uh, we're always looking to find um, and establish new clubs. So if anybody's interested in that, they could reach out. Um, if they're interested, if they're from the North America side, if they're interested in, in coming here and experiencing Israel through the lacrosse lens, uh, through sports tourism or through sports service, um, love to help with that as well okay fine so that's a wrap of another thrilling episode of within zionism it was great to have you on david this was very it was very energetic episode uh thanks for being with us seriously and also thanks for our listeners for staying until the end you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and on our site as we've said before wzionism.com if you haven't checked it out go check it out you can find our sources for episodes where we have sources there we've been having a lot of guest episodes so there's not much there uh please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts leave a comment or a review give it a share follow us on instagram facebook twitter if you're a sponsor contact us through our website and we have a merch store <laughs> wzionism.com slash store go check it out we've got some stuff we're adding things slowly because we just opened it but yeah and if Thanks anyone wants us. to join really amazing having you on league IsraelLacrosse.com uh, or IsraelLacrosse on Instagram or on Facebook, um, and we'll be we'll be sharing this podcast, so it'll be on all our social media as well. <laughs> awesome! All right, thank you so More much. More listens. David. Yeah, thank you guys. Stay safe and have a great day. Bye.